Chapter thirty three of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nemo. A campfire run wild. Some wooden tent pins enclosing a few square yards of ground half covered with a bed of evergreen twigs, matted but still fresh and odorous, a litter of paper and powder smirched rags empty cans and boxes a few sticks of firewood a blackened primitive wooden crate with its half-charred supporting crotches and a smouldering heap of ashes and dying brands marked the place of a camp recently deserted coming upon it by chance one could not help a feeling of loneliness something akin to that inspired by the cold hearthstone of an empty house or the crumbling foundations of a dwelling long since fallen to ruin what days and nights of healthful life have been spent here what happy hours never to return have been passed here what jokes have flashed about what merry tales have been told what joyous peals of laughter rung where now all is silence but no one is there to see it a crow peers down from a tree-top to discover what pickings he may glean and a mink steals up from the landing which bears the keel marks of lately departed boats both distrustful the old silence which the place has so suddenly resumed and a company of jays flit silently about wondering that there are no intruders to assail with their inexhaustible vocabulary a puff of wind rustles among the tree-tops disturbing the balance of the crow then plunges downward and sets a flight a scurry of dry leaves and out of the gray ashes uncoils a thread of smoke and spins it off into the haze of leaves and shadows the crow flaps in sudden alarm the mink takes shelter in his coin of vantage among the driftwood and the jays raise a multitudinous clamor of discordant outcry the dry leaves alight as if by mischievous guidance of evil purpose upon the dormant embers another puff of wind arouses the flame that first tastes them then licks them with an eager tongue then with the next eddying breath scatters its crumbs of sparks into the verge of the forest these the rising breeze fans till it loads itself with a light burden of smoke shifted now here now there as it trailed along the forest floor now climbing among the branches then soaring skyward little flames creep along the bodies of fallen trees and fluffy windrows of dry leaves toying like panther kittens with their assured prey and then grown hungry with such dainty tasting the flames upburst in a mad fury of devouring they climb swifter than panthers to treetops falling back they gnaw savagely at tree roots till the ancient lords of the forest reel and topple and fall before the gathering wind and bear their destroyer still onward the leeward woods are thick with a blinding stifling smoke through which all the wild creatures of the forest flee in terror whither they know not by chance to safety by equal chance perhaps to a terrible death in the surging deluge of fire the billows of flame heave and dash with a constant insatiate roar tossing ever onward a red foam of sparks and casting a jetsam of lurid brands upon the ever-retreating strand that is but touched with a wash of enkindling 
when it is overrun by the sea of fire the ice-cold springs grow hot in its fierce overwhelming wave the purling rills hiss and boil and shrink before it then vanish from their seared beds all the living greenness of the forest is utterly consumed great trees that have stood like towers defying the centuries with the ephemeral verdure of the woodland undergrowth and to mark the place of all this recent majesty and beauty there is but smouldering ruin and black and ashen waste little farms but lately uncovered to the sun out of the wilderness cosy homesteads but newly builded are swept away and with them cherished hopes and perhaps precious lives what irreparable devastation has been wrought by the camp-fire run wild meanwhile the careless begetters of this havoc are making their leisurely way toward the outer world of civilization serenely noting that the woods are on fire and complacently congratulating themselves that the disaster did not come to spoil their outing never once thinking that by a slight exercise of that care which all men owe the world this calamity which a century cannot repair might have been avoided End of a campfire run wild